Yeah. I want to make sure you get your watch parties going. All right, we're live now. The One Night Your Show. Got my man Stan Moss in the building. My man Stan Moss. Yes, sir. I also have the awesome, the one and only, Sandrea Coleman's in the building. So we just started, I'm just giving you all time to get into, get your watch parties together. You guys got notifications on your end, Stan? You got a notification? You should, it was on your page. It's Andrea Coleman, and I'm not even going to reveal the special guest yet. Y'all got to hold on to that. This show is big, baby. This is big. One night you're doing big things. We had a good show last night on ESPN. So talked about health and wellness, right? With this uh, uh, Hazel Hurst Dawkins Tanya. That was cool. I think one of the fastest. You like that I'm just saying Hey, you changed it up a little bit <laughs> I was expecting the other song But this is cool Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, this is some, cool. You know, I'm trying to get You know, the one night shows On the day Yeah, this is cool And you know what? I am there Yeah Word up Okay, alright, 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 alright So I want to welcome you all to the One Night Your Show. This is a big show this week. We got a lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. I was giving you all the chance to get into your watch parties, right? So also, we have the number going across the bottom of the screen if you want to call in. This might be one of those shows that you might want to connect with the guests that I have on right now <laughs> and mm -hmm. really voice your opinion on things that you might want to talk about if you had... I'm just going to shoot this out there. If you had a mayoral candidate at your disposal that you could talk to, because we're piping you in right now live, then you know what? I think you should pick up the phone or let's get into the chat room. Big shout out to Cynthia Hill, because you know Cynthia, she's always heavy. Hey, Cynthia. Mm -hmm. She's probably on in a minute. Right? Cynthia Tibbs. Yes, yeah, Cynthia Tibbs. Come on. She's like our resident TA president. No doubt. What did I do? Oh, yeah. Turn your valves down. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, so here's the deal. Stan, you in the house? I'm in the house. All right, I'm going to flip this over to Stan Moss. Stan Moss, there you go, and we will reveal the secret guest. No problem. There you go. <laughs> All right, um, I'm a political uh, organizer, community organizer. A lot of times we call out elected officials, and we call out you know folks who, don't, who say they care and don't care. What I want to say is this person running for mayor has been in nights of developments with me, working directly with tenants, showing up uh, without cameras being there, without any of that. And so that's when you know somebody's genuine, they really care, and um, I love that. You know, so Jocelyn Taylor's running uh, for mayor out of NYCHA. So out of NYCHA. Out of NYCHA. When anybody yeah. who lives in NYCHA to know that here's an example of what you can do. Um, you can have power coming from those developments and do anything you want. You know so what? I'm excited I'm for that. Give it a beat. Hold on. Give it a beat. Oh! 
That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. You know, you got to celebrate when yes. you have that type yes. of energy yes. in the room. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that is tremendous. So without further ado, let's go to Sandrea Coleman. Sandrea Coleman hanging out on my right. What's up, Sandrea? Hey, everyone. I'm Sandrea Coleman. I am a activist, organizer for NYCHA, minister, all, the, all those good things. And um, I'm happy to have our guest, Miss Taylor, here today. She, uh, I met her some months ago, and we actually went out to a diner, and she, they picked up the tab, her team, her mm-hmm. team and my team. And then I was food. about to get her going on a crusade through the city, but the pandemic hit. But I did have, the, you know, got her introduced to Stan Morris, and Morris, excuse me, I'm mm-hmm. missing your name, <laughs> and uh, took it from there. So she's just been on the ground doing what she do, and I'm happy to have you, and we're going to do it. We're going to get you in. We're going to get you in. Thank you, guys. Stan, mm-hmm. show's on you. Go for it, baby. Yeah, so I want to kind of give you guys an update on what I was talking about. Last week we had Brother Sugar Ray on, and we were talking about his mother's apartment. You know, right. So two weeks ago we marched down to the management office and we got the repairs done. But now the update is they sent her a letter. You know, a letter sort of questioning her tenancy now. You know, so... We feel that this is retaliation, 100%. you know, because now why are you sending her a letter now? You know, all when all the all the repairs are done now, you're questioning her tenancy. So we marched back down to the management office again. Jocelyn was there with me, and then we had on uh, Carolyn Maloney. Big shout out to Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney because she was there. Yeah. And we put as well as Lauren Ashcraft, who also ran for Congress. And so we had like a little contingent there, and we're confronting now the management office about what they're doing to this tenant. We don't want people to feel fear. If they fight, they don't. They should not feel like they're going to be retaliated because they're asking for repairs in their apartment. You know, right. that, that's absurd. So we're going to do something on Tuesday, no, Thursday at 2 o'clock. Everyone is welcome. The more people, the better. We're going to go back to that management office. We're going to contact the press. We're going to bring other NYCHA residents who have repair issues to that management office, and we're going to apply maximum pressure on them so they could get the repairs done that need to be done. And I, again, want to give a big shout out to Jocelyn. It was raining. It was not the best day, you know, but folks showed up and put the pressure on anyway, and that's important. So all the other elected officials, if you're not doing what she does on behalf of NYCHA residents, you know, we got to call you out because I know her, uh, her support is genuine and, and it's much needed during this time. Wow. You know what? I got to tell you how I feel about that, you see, because this is what they do, people. You understand what I'm saying? This has been going on for hundreds of years, the same thing. Mm -hmm. You stand up for something that's right, that a basic need, right? Because we saw the pictures of the apartment on this show. Am I correct with with, with everything all messed up? We had that, the the other lady was on it, Tasha, right? Right. That was on there too. And we saw the pictures. So you go and fight for what's right for a basic human need, and then retaliation comes back? Yeah. I'm here to tell y'all right now, stop being scared because they can't threaten everybody. If we all unify, then it's on and popping. The reason why they're scared is because you organized, stand, and you unified. Right. Mm -hmm. Had you gone by yourself, this wouldn't even be an issue. So I think it's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we've gotten an action, Mm -hmm. right? From we've gotten a reaction from the action you caused. Right. Right. So now we in now we in the ballpark, baby. Now yes. we we playing the game. That's mm-hmm. right. That's so right. So it's just part of the game. They sent the letter to you. We got action again. We coming That's right. back. That's right. Because this ain't right. I'm going yeah. down there Tuesday with her when they actually have the meeting, 
And we're going to see what they say. And I think Calvin Maloney's representative, Ernie, Ernie Brooks, big okay. shout out to Ernie's going to okay. probably join me yep. and continue to apply pressure. You know, so they know that she's not by herself. She's right. not going to get treated that way. Got you. Okay. Okay. So. And I just want to say in reference to that, um, yeah, let's thank go. you for your advocacy. But I also want to say what, what you said in regards to, you know, if politicians aren't out there doing what it is that I'm doing. Um, that we want to call them out. I will expect our politicians to do more. Right. Right? Because they have more power than I have. And they need to become more proactive instead of reactive. That's right. We want them to do more than what it is that we're doing. Because the letter that they gave to this young lady talked about her not being a desirable tenant. But I'm going to tell you, when you go into those apartments, even when you go in the buildings, that's what's undesirable. Mm. That's it's right. not the tenants. I mean, I went into the building. You go into the building, the smell in the building, the tiles are all cracked and, and not taken care of. I mean, you go into these buildings. I live in pink houses. I went back to pink houses the other day, and every time I go there, it upsets me. Mm. It's the same tiles and everything from right. when I was a kid. Yeah. So I want our politicians to step up and do more. Right. And we will call you out if you don't. Yeah. You no, know, we have to. We, we have to call you out. No real investment in the infrastructure. So how can NYCHA sustain if they're not putting any money into the infrastructure? That's right. You know, so, exactly. Yeah, so for you to say that and, you know, with the tiles and stuff that you've seen from way back when, that's, mm -hmm. that's a testament of its own. NYCHA need to, needs to step up. And I do want to mention they, they also flew us out of the office. You know, they, oh, they, yeah. they, said, they said because of the pandemic, you know, and all of that. But they threw out the congresswoman. And all of us out of the office, you know, because they did not want to hear what we had to say. So it, it, it was really, um, it just shows you how they really feel about us and, and how they I, feel and about people. And of course, you know, of course, you got Cynthia Tibbs in the building right now. She's in the chat room heavy. Like, she's <laughs> like this. She says, NYCHA likes to play psychological warfare with their tenants. Stand your ground. All right. Absolutely. That's right. She's like straight up with that. And then um, she came back again and said, the letter is called a 185. See, she's always on the legal. That's right. That's right. The, the letter is called a 185 action. 185 action. Nitra always uses them for intimidation. Mm -hmm. So she's with what I'm saying from a legal standpoint. She right. knows what it is, the form. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the form is. Right. Mm -hmm. I do know that this is a form of intimidation. Right. Mm -hmm. To stop you from wanting to fix your apartment. And she mm -hmm. broke down and cried. It was emotional. Yeah. I mean, she, who wants to be called undesirable? Right, right, you know, The right. term that you used was like, you know, what do yeah. you mean undesirable? Listen, undesirable is no different than calling her the N-word. More or less, you. right. More or less. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's the same vibe. You right. want to call me undesirable? Okay, we know what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's code language. But then she can in turn take pictures of her apartment and show how they're treating her and that's right. undesirable that's, that's deplorable right. so you know <laughs> yeah. you can hit them right back right. you know hit them in the ankles and the knees whatever you got to do that's right. when they when they you know go back at them you know show she can show what's going on in her apartment and if she's paying her rent which she is she or, is you on know, time so at the end of the day she's entitled to repairs that's so right that's, that's right. basically it i concur with that so Man, show's hot already. You know what I'm saying? Chat room is livening up. Yeah. I love what's happening. And, and I would like to just say with Miss Taylor, she came out when we with our lawsuit. She was right there. I, I don't know if it was a December 13th filing when we filed or was it January 15th. Do you recall? Which, one of those days. 
she actually came and stood with us and went in the courtroom with us and everything when we was filing our lawsuit. So I appreciate that. And, you know, and she, that that shows, I believe it was a January 15th yeah. one. It was January mm-hmm. 15th because I had to think back of what I had on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was January 15th. But she came out and she was right there with us. She stood with us. And then she went inside. She sat during the court proceedings. I mean, that's big, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it just disheartens me that people have to even go through that. Right. Because that shouldn't be life. Right. Right. You're not asking for anything, you know, special. We're asking for people to be able to have their basic needs. Yes. Right. A decent place to live. Yeah. Right. This woman was asking to have a sink in her bathroom and light fixtures that were not hanging down. Mm. Like, I mean, that's basic. Yeah. And other things. So we have to make sure that people's basic needs are met. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm running because and I'm compelled to run because people are tired. Yeah. People are tired of having to fight for, you know, paying into a system and then still having to fight for their basic needs to be met. Housing is a human right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we have our mayor who I'm going to call you out. You know, we don't, most people in NYCHA are not for the privatization of NYCHA. You know, so the mayor, our lovely mayor, is pushing that that program to have developments bought, you know, do the RAD program and also do infill. And some of them have been bought already, so it's not no longer a rumor. It's happening right now, you know. So, Jocelyn, as you run for for mayor, uh, what are your views on privatization, and how would you um, go about it differently than what he's doing? You know, it's just interesting to me that the path that we always seem to go down is a path that leads to other people making money or for people who are struggling. Mm Right. right? Um, at the end of the day, you have NYCHA residents who are your postal workers, they are your civil servants, they're your MTA workers, they're out on the front lines every day serving this city. Some of them have lived in NYCHA developments for 20, 30 years. So they've invested, on some instances, almost $250,000 over the years um, in living in that apartment. Why don't we give them an opportunity for ownership themselves? Mm, Why can't we do co-ops? If the issue is money, we already know that the city is not good at managing buildings. I agree. They should Mm -hmm. get out of the building management business. But why not make the first stop and give the first opportunity to residents who have invested and who have stayed there and dealt with so many things? Why not give them an opportunity to see the American dream and own something? Exactly. We shouldn't be going to developers first. That's right. That's right. Because when the, and also when these developers are um, doing these uh, taking over these projects, they're getting money from the city. They are. So that same money that they're getting from the city, the city can provide that as grants to the tenants to fix up their apartments so that they can take the responsibility away from the city having to manage it, hire a management company. Because one of the things that I noticed also when we went to that apartment, the quality of the work right. that is being done in this these apartments is just totally unacceptable, especially for the amount of wages and how much the city is paying for that work. That work was totally unacceptable. Was it done? Yes. But it was Did definitely Did it look subpar. like it was a new bathroom? No. It was... It was it was not acceptable. Yeah. Right. Patchwork, patchwork. Yes. That's what they're good for. And they also go with the lowest bidder, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's a city. You know, and you get what you pay for mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So if you want quality, you know, you gotta pay a little extra money. And you know, the residents' lives matter. You know yes. what I'm saying? Resident lives matter. Right. NYCHA is a great 
voting block. So I'm yeah. glad that Ms. Taylor is not sleeping on NYCHA tenants as a lot of other politicians are, but NYCHA is a big voting block that can bring someone in to that house. So, so my yeah. question here is this. So just so we can get the numbers on that, right? How many people live in NYCHA? What is the population of NYCHA? All of New York, the basic population, what are we talking about? Well, I'm not sure of the population of the whole city, but I know NYCHA is about 700,000, you know, okay. when you count. I'm going to shoot this over the ESP. ESP. I need to know how many people are living in NYCHA right now. How many people live in NYCHA? So I just get, I want, I want a number on that just to show the power yeah. in just right. you in guys. Numbers. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's know mm -hmm. what it is. You know, the power of you guys that are living in NYCHA and it, that you have the ability right. to put somebody in the highest office. Yes. In New York City. Yeah. Right. If every NYCHA resident voted for Jocelyn, right. she would have a great chance to win. Yeah. And also invest in her campaign because right. most of these politicians take money from the Real Estate Board of New York. And then once you get money from them, right. it's over. You know, what? now they own you. So what, what I like about her campaigns mm -hmm. is grassroots right. from the bottom up. So support. Regular right, people. Right, that's right. right. I know they did a study on garbage a while back, and that's why they were able to say it's close to 700,000 residents mm -hmm. um, in public housing, but they still, NYCHA will say it's about 400,000. And remember, they're not counting the people that are not on the lease because they don't know they're there. So mm -hmm. yeah. that's another advantage, mm -hmm. you know. There are people that still are residing there that are not on the lease and so forth, so that can still vote. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a huge population, and people have to understand that every day we're investing in the city, we're investing in the state and the federal government. You know, if you purchase a stock, you would watch that stock. Mm -hmm. You would want to return on that investment. Right. Right? We have to understand that it can't be, you know, okay for us to give the city, state, and federal government mm -hmm. money from the time that we work and get a paycheck right. to when we go buy gas to when we go buy clothes and then not expect a return on investment. Right. You know, that money needs to go to ensure that everyone's community is okay. Right. There should not be this kind of disparity in the city. You shouldn't walk in one person's neighborhood and you see garbage all over the place, and then you go in other neighborhoods and it's just nice and clean. Yeah. You know, it's a joint effort with the people who live in the community, right. but we have to be honest about some communities are not getting the same level of service. Right. Systemic racism, that's yeah. the bottom line. We gotta call it out what it is, right. who's in, in NYCHA, as of now is blacks and Hispanics. Yes, there are some Caucasian people and others, but at the end of the day is blacks and Hispanics. And the systemic racism, and if you go back to when NYCHA was formed in the 1930s, it was no black people moving mm -hmm. in there in the 30s. So, and I have an article, probably I'll, I'll have it out for us next week to look at about that. And you can see, you know, the people on the line, um, pictures and everything. It's even um, Pink Houses is mm -hmm. in the article. Um, uh, what's the... Uh, Lafayette Gardens? No, the... In Queens. Uh, Queensbridge. Right, Queensbridge. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just shows the difference and the disparity yeah. and how it's changed through the years. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I was telling somebody, you know, people took care of their apartments in a whole different way. Like, my mom had drapes. Uh -huh. You know, people have curtains. We had drapes. We had the pull thing yeah. and all yeah. that. So, uh -huh. you know, it's it's a whole different time now, but people still care about their living conditions. Yeah. And one more thing, I did the math on um, if someone was renting, because we're talking about ownership, if you're paying $800 a month, times that by 12, times that by 20, you done paid 192000 in your apartment. Mm -hmm. That's a right. house. Right. That's yeah. a house. Right. All day. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
And I like that because she's bringing a different perspective. Exactly. Um, a lot of it's kind of thinking out the box. And I know a lot of Knights of Residence, if, if they had the opportunity to right. do that, would do that have and then take pride in it and the whole exactly. it changes the whole Ownership. mindset. And mm-hmm. that's how you change mindset, right? right? Because right. you you do you feel do a it. sense of pride. I can do it, right? Yeah, yeah. you do still feel a sense of pride when you own something. Right. And it goes back to the demographics because I remember when we first moved into pink houses, we were only black family mm-hmm. probably in <laughs> three or four of the floors. Right. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was predominantly white. Right. Yeah. But at that time, it was built as a place where you can go and you can live someplace decently. You can save money and, and move, move and buy a house. Yeah. Which right. was the objective. Right. Right. That was the objective. Right. Right. Now you're trapped. They failed. Literally. They bought no programs, no right. resources, no, right. no nothing. You know, right. And now it is what it is. Then you take away the money also. So no resources brought in. Mm-hmm. Then you divest and don't bring any funding right. in. Right. You're going to get what you got, what we have right now. Right. You know, well, folks who are stuck in a situation. Mm-hmm. Well, what that was, right? So what year are we talking that you lived in the uh, pink houses? Um, well, I was born in the 60s. Okay. Uh, and I lived there for almost 30 years. Okay. okay. Right. So here's what you had going on. Here was the sucker's bet. When we moved into NYCHA, when we started moving into NYCHA and inhabiting NYCHA, right, there were, that's when the systemic racism of us not being able to buy a house mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. right? You got to remember, Levittown, Long Island, right. part of the bylaws was that they would not rent to black people, mm-hmm. straight up. That's what Levittown is. So in spite of the fact, okay, we're supposed to go into NYCHA and be able to buy, it, come on, even Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. you know that scandal, right? You couldn't yeah. move into in one they of these buildings. Left back city, I believe, his right. father. And owned they were tucking, right. you know, your you know, a black person came in. You know what I'm saying? So it was against us from the gate exactly. to be stuck in NYCHA. Mm-hmm. They didn't want us to get out of NYCHA. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what I mean? Because if you did, then everything would have been fair. So what I have here, let me hold. Cynthia, she's like, there's about six to seven hundred thousand. People in Niger, they go, Cynthia, Cynthia always on it. Yes, Hold I on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, okay, so this is a radical thought she's got going on. She said, we want to be a resident management association. No one can manage Niger better than us. Mm-hmm. That's what she yeah. said. And, and I would like to add, and I say I agree, you yeah. know, because resident management corporation, is, it, it gives you those section three um, uh, guidelines in HUD that you lose mm-hmm. when they privatize it. So there'd mm-hmm. be no section three there'd be just kind of what we have right now. So this is kind of a twist where the residents can own it and manage it themselves. But at the end of the day, who's the best advocate for you? You. Right. You. Exactly. Let me do it. I live here. Right. Right. Let me do it. And And then if you're managing it as well, you're holding the other people in the community accountable. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's right. Right? That's right. We all own this. Exactly. When I was growing up, we were held accountable. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed to walk on the grass when you lived in NYCHA. Um, You weren't, all of that stuff, all of the, you know, peeing in the elevator and all All of that that, kind of stuff, it wasn't acceptable. And, you know, in in our household, even on our floor, if the floor wasn't cleaned the way it should be, we, listen, we had a mop and a broom that belonged to the outside of the house that we had to go out there and do it. (laughs) But, you know, the thing about that was, is that that made you think Mm -hmm. that when you saw your friends doing something, you're like, listen, don't, Pick that up. That's right. Yeah. Right? Do you know and I just cleaned that? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we have to get back to that. Right? I think pe- so many people have pride in, you know, in, in their developments, and they've stayed there so long, and they invested in them, and we just have to do what we can to help them to get back to where it needs to be. You know, the city has gone ahead and built all of these nice little, nice, shiny buildings around them. Mm. 
Yeah. How would that make you feel? Off of their rent, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That money came from NYCHA to do that. Yeah, because it's a misnomer that, you know, people in NYCHA are living there for free. Mm-hmm. That's you right. know, I know people living in NYCHA who are paying $1,800 a yep. month rent. Exactly. Yep. All right. That's right. Here's the deal. Yep. When you have 334 apartments, right, 170,740 families, 400,000 individual people living in NYCHA, I'm sorry, it's 178,000. 894 apartments, 95 mm. apartments in NYCHA. You know what? That's a lot of rent. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm not saying everyone's paying top dollar, but 178,000 apartments, right. you know ain't nobody paying a dollar for their apartment. That's right. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. a lot of money every month. And that money is always being ciphered out of. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is it's being ciphered out of NYCHA to build all these other mm-hmm. developments yeah. like the Hudson Yards. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how they that's how they finance the Hudson Yards. That's right. Because a lot of the developers that um uh that are doing these developments are the management companies for NYCHA. Right. Right. So they siphon the money out, you know. Public private partnership. Right. Yeah. And it's a very yeah. incestuous relationship between them. Like uh-huh. we're fighting your LIC now in Long Island City and they're trying to come in and do all this massive development. This is after the Amazon fight was over. Mm-hmm. And they just keep coming back, you know, and they, they say they're engaged in the community, but they're really not. You know, they're doing what they want to do from the top down and they expect us to, to kind of go for that. You know, we're fighting for that and fighting against that. Whatever dollars they're getting in, in subsidies, whatever, mm-hmm. why is that not going tonight to? Right. Why are we helping million billionaires become richer when so many people are starving and, and, and living yeah. in these conditions? Right. HUD gives $30 million a week to NYCHA. Right. Mm-hmm. Let that rest. And then Cal and Maloney mm-hmm. asked, oh, where's the money absorb. going? Everybody. And she, and, and, and she can't give an answer. answer. We got, I got to absorb that. 30 million. million. That's why I said it's slow. $30 million a week HUD gives to NYCHA. With no accountability. N- nobody knows where it goes. I even asked the federal monitor and we at, can't fix at the, the city law breakfast. And he we can't fix the apartment. And when we fix the apartment, it does it, it still looks like crap. Right. Ballers. No ballers. I got to tell you something that's really wild because... You know, I move around the city a lot. So last night, I'm sitting on Steinway Street. You know, it's okay. about 12 in the morning, about 12, 11 o'clock at night. And I have a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention his name, but he is a contractor <laughs> for NYCHA. Mm, right? Okay. He has a couple of buildings that they fix in NYCHA. So it was an interesting thing because I'm going to bring this back to community, right, to what Rebecca was talking about. He was like, yo, Rock, I go into this woman's apartment. Her refrigerator has been down for like a month. Do you know that she never took the meat out of her refrigerator and just mm. left it there? And I walked in that apartment and it smelled uh. terrible. And she said, I didn't need a mask. He was like, you used to the smell. Why wouldn't you take the meat out the refrigerator, get an ice or just throw it away? You can't cook it. It's over, yeah. you know. And I just, I just want to be clear about that, right? This is a Greek contractor, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. There's a white person that is going into your apartments <laughs> and when they come back home into their hood, they're like, yo, Rock, your people are savages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you hear that story, now I got to correct them and try to fight it, but it's a hard fight. Yeah. Because where's, where's your pride? Mm-hmm. Where's your, I'm not going to live like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, where's the, I'm going to mop my floor in front of my house. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you mop your floor in front of your house. Uh-huh. And then by the time we're done, we done mop the hallway. Yeah. Right, but I will say, some of this is um, mental. You have, you have mental conditions. Because I walked in this place as a problem, and I felt right. depressed. Right. Yeah. As soon as I walked in, it was like, oh, my God, the light it was dark. Yeah. And it was like, so. It does have it an effect feel, on you. Yeah. 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 Even when they were going to do the infill proposal, the project, and Holmes Towers, because I'm the co-founder, one of the co-founders of the Holmes Isaac Coalition, when they were going to do that, and we had the community board and stuff come out, and Fetner, the de- developer, was there, shame on him, they asked about the psychological impact. Was there a study done for the residents regarding mm. the psychological impact of a 50-story building being built there? And everybody was like, quiet because right. they didn't even do the steps to see how it would impact the people that live there. Right. Yeah. So you're going to have people making six figures living in a building 50 stories double your building mm-hmm. like you got to look up twice mm-hmm. right. and they're coming and going a whole different side entrance and all of that of course but they're living on our campus. Yeah. What kind of impact would was that, that going to have on That's us? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Cynthia Tears hopefully you can call in and, and shed light on resident manager corporations. I know um, yeah. That's something that NYCHA residents right. should know more about. So if you have time to call in, right. call in and, 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 I, and share. I told another, her that. I said, you know, we got you on speed dial. Right. You know that. We may call you. Right. <laughs> another thing, the median income is $400 a month, but that doesn't mean everyone's paying that. Right. Yeah. Because I wish I paid $400 a month right, right. now. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. A lot are paying a lot more. Oh, and, yeah. You know, they're just in. Yeah. For one bedroom. Yeah. thousand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they suffer from the lack of services just yeah. like, you know, everyone mm-hmm. else. So it's definitely not fair. We definitely have to do a lot more as it relates to investing in it. The dollar values that are um, put aside for NYCHA, they're getting a, a lot of money. We need to make sure. And, you know, even when we went over to the housing management's office, I was surprised that they have no means to actually, both times we went there, the first time we went there, um, they had no record of her request or that repairs were being done in her apartment. The second time we went there, they had no record of why she had received the letter. Mm. Why are they there then? Right. 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 What are we right. doing? They not like your this. first They're line of defense this. should be your management office. Mm-hmm. Anyone that walks into that office, the housing manager or whoever is responsible should be able to go into the computer system and pull up information in regards to everything related to that person's tenancy. But that takes you to the hiring. Mm-hmm. Who are they hiring in right. these spots? You know, when I was working with NYPD, I put in, because you needed either associates or associates degree to be a, a housing assistant. And at that time, I had an associates degree. Mm-hmm. And I applied. And the salary was like a little tick of, at back, this was years ago, like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Something like that. And I, it was a tick above what I was making. And I applied, but I didn't, you know, they didn't call me. I was stable anyway. But, yeah, it's it's about the hiring practices, you know, what what are the qualifications. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to look at, at all of that. Who's behind the desk? Right. You know. And what kind of service do we want to? First, they got to decide what type of service they want to provide. Mm. Do you want to provide quality service? Do you want to, you know, provide superior service? What does that look like? We have to start from there some and the work wor- our way back. Some of the workers, not I'm not even speaking of caretakers because caretakers. Oh wait, hold on. Too, I think it's some you of the know workers. Who, hold on. Is that her? I believe so. No, no, no. Hold on for one second. Y'all yeah. gotta tell me I can't hear. Hold on. Press one to send a voicemail. I Press two. Cynthia. 
Yes. Oh, uh-huh. 50 Cent's in the building. Yes. <laughs> we're going to have to have your picture next time. Next week, we're going to have your picture. Cynthia, I, I tell you, send me your picture so yeah. I can put your picture on the screen. So we call. bring you, you in. on my Facebook, all you had to do was snatch one. I'll send you, you a picture. Let me send you it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snatch one up, man. Let me I'm going to send it. Send it to my email. Snatch one and send it. So where's Senator? Senator RockLogic67 at gmail.com. <laughs> or if you send it to Stan as an instant message, because I'm in his, his, his account. Send it to Stan? Yeah, yeah. Then I can just grab it and just okay. pop it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Come yeah, on. It up. I'm doing Since, this you, you anonymous, and we got you on speed <laughs> dial, girl. <laughs> What's up? I, I, oh, man. It's so good to hear your voice. So. What's happening? What are you bringing to the table? I, I see you active in the chat room. What's going on? And do you also have any questions so, for um, your, your candidate? If so, feel free. Many things. Re- Resident Management um, Association. Let's talk about that. Stan is absolutely right regarding Section 3. Now, for those of you that don't know, there is an organization called 700 Strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrea should know that. Yes, yes. It is made up of 700 men in NYCHA that are all skilled tradesmen, whether they're plumbers, electricians, carpenters, but they're all NYCHA tenants. They actually went downtown to 250 Broadway and gave them a proposal on how they could be utilized to get all these apartments fixed. Mm-hmm. And it would be for much cheaper than what NYCHA pays out because NYCHA is very wasteful when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. They will give it to their friends, their in-laws that are contractors, mm-hmm. rather than put it into the development and the people that actually live and work here. And the proposal they submitted was almost half of what NYCHA pays now for outside contractors Mm -hmm. and they turned them down they didn't even want to hear it Mm. why because it takes money out of their pocket and god forbid you do the right thing by night shit in it wow i'm gonna tell you cynthia this yes this this it's interesting because when i did my speech over at um when we were in, uh, what was it, uh, the first time I spoke? And, uh, and um, that was at Jacob East. Ja- Jacob East, Reese, right? In Queensbridge. I said exactly what you're talking about. I didn't even know the 700 Strong even existed. Mm-hmm. I said, yes. we got people that live in NYCHA that are professional carpenters and construction workers and yes. floor guys and all that. And we need to have these, these guys can go around and fix the apartments. Right. They live here. They I didn't had a whole proposal. Like Uh A whole proposal. And they had a whole proposal that they submitted to them. And they didn't want to see it. They didn't want to hear it. They shot it down and showed them the door because it did not benefit them. Those at the top are going to make sure that their pockets continue to be lined at all costs. It's interesting how, you know, some people have everything and they want to behave as though they have nothing. Like, no matter how much they get, is is never enough. And we talk about, you know, communities being disproportionately affected. You know, we talk about disparities. But when we see ways and we know opportunities that we can recreate to change these Mm -hmm. communities, we don't take advantage of it. What could be better than people who work in the community or people who are living in a community that need work? actually working in their communities 
I mean, you because can't that get would be any too better much than doing that. it the right way. Yeah, that would be too much of doing it right. And that's what they, I've been asking the federal monitors since day one. Mm-hmm. How much longer is it going to f- take you to find the 30 million a week? <laughs> wow. Every yeah. time I speak to him, I yeah. say, did we find the 30 million yet? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is this so hard to find? Is Why? Right. Because the top executives are funneling it mm-hmm. and they don't do, turn over all their paperwork. Right. NYCHA is never going to divulge 100% accuracy. But you're They're not, not going to be accountable. They're ab- not going to be transparent. You're absolutely right. And we know the controller does some work as well. But this might be something yep. that the attorney general needs to look into. Because mm-hmm. we, we, we're talking to. about criminality. It's going on too long. Criminality. Yeah. That's, yes. that, that's criminality. Yeah. So, yeah. AG. Letitia James. That's, look also, into NYCHA. Scott yeah. Stringer. Scott Stringer. Well, I call him yeah, the controller, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he Stringer does but so much. Mm-hmm. He does but so much. He's, yes. He's done 11 yeah. audits yeah. on NYCHA. Exactly. More than any other yeah. controller yes, has that's right. done. That's what I call him. 11 audits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, okay, the thing about they, it is we want to keep auditing stuff, but we're not making any changes. Right. Audits should come with no. some kind of implementation of some changes, or else why are you yes. even bothering to do the audit, right? right? Um, exactly. So we have to make sure that we're not just looking at what the issue is and identifying it and then just leaving it alone. I mean, we do NYCHA, so many disparity yeah. studies as it relates to how, you know, communities of color are being treated in this city. You know, I tell people we've studied the disparity of the disparity with the disparity under this disparity for the disparity. Right. We don't need to study yeah. anything else. We see all the problems NYCHA clearly in front of us. very wasteful. 100%. And NYCHA is very wasteful right. with yes. the money. They mm-hmm. get it. They mismanagement, and then mm-hmm. and then they'll spend it on cheap items exactly. just to try to make it look good. They'll do a great cosmetic cheap cover up in a heartbeat rather than get to the root of the problem. Why? Because at the end of the year, when they show how much money they quote unquote save NYCHA, <laughs> then they get a bonus. Wow. We all know that NYCHA wow. gets bonuses. Right. They've been getting bonuses since the 60s. Maybe we okay, it's a, all about cost and effect. Maybe we should do a petition. Maybe we should do a petition One thing to I want ask to get the AG to look into NYCHA's funding. And how do we amplify that 700 strong story? I think that's something that, that is, we need to really yeah. get more out to the media. Because how do you ignore that? That's incredible. That's incredible. That's all I ever say. Every time I go to a meeting, I say 700 strong had a formula way before Fight for NYCHA at, at Fulton Houses came along mm-hmm. and did the people's budget. 700 strong had a formula. Can we get them on the show? One. Can we can shake it? Can you can can you get one of um so a representative of them? Yeah, that'd be great. Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, I think that's sure. We could call them. Yeah, I like them. Is that you on the screen? By the way, did did I get you you right? That's me. Okay, I do make sure we got to go Cynthia on the screen. Now we have a face to the voice. (laughs) Turn the middle. Yeah, Tell who's in the picture. <laughs> Tell who us who's in the, in the picture. picture. Yeah, Even though I know. Go ahead. Who's in the picture? That's Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer uh-huh. and Rosaba Rodriguez, uh-huh. who's the director of NYCHA for Gail Brewer. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Yet another one, Because I call them constantly. <laughs> it sounds like it's a full-time job, right? Uh-huh. 
And if only we could get NYCHA to be proactive and not reactive, you know. I I, um, had an opportunity to do an interview with Monica Morales on PIX11, but they didn't air it. But one of the things that I said to her is that every morning when I see her on the news, I think to myself, my goal is to put Monica into a new job. Right, yeah. because she's been reporting on these things. She's the nice ambassador. Yeah, and she's done she's an amazing been reporting job. Reporting when no one else did. Yeah, she's done an amazing job um, at about bringing light to all of the issues that are going on in nature. But we need nature to do its part. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Monica has been to my development. I don't know how many times because she never knew that nature had brownstones. And I told her, we're the forgotten brownstones in nature. We're the last to get services because all the money goes into the developments, into the projects, into the towers, and we're left to sit and rot. And it's not fair. And when your president is vocal, NYCHA will do their best to intimidate you. Those 185 notices, I get them to the point, I, you know, if there was ever a paper shortage, I could hand them out for toilet paper. Wow. And wow. it's a form of intimidation. Whenever you call them out on something, you get a 185 notice telling you are an undesirable tenant. And I just go, okay, show me what I'm not desirable with. Wow. They actually, the last person I know that had a 185 was a senior tenant of mine who's blind, who went into management for six days in a row asking for someone to help her do her annual review. And for five days in a row, they told her they were too busy to help her. On day six, the receptionist told her to go to the kiosk and do it herself. She's blind. She's blind. Wow. But she's blind. (laughs) So she threw a fit. And she was entitled because she was hot and she was tired and fed up. And she threw her glasses off and said, how the F do I supposed to do this myself? You stupid so-and-so, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. And her home attendant grabbed her by the arm and took her out of the office because she didn't want her to, you know, her pressure was getting high and everything. The time it took her to walk back to her apartment they were knocking on her door with a 185 notice trying That's to have incredible. her evicted. Mm-hmm. That's how fast they came. Wow. And she called me crying. Way to go, NYCHA. And it, it, way to go, NYCHA. It got even worse. They, they, they claimed that they called the cops on her. She created a scene. So they didn't know this on a blind woman. Wow. This is what management claimed. Oh, we had to call the cops. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that. So I called her kids. We went to PSA 6. No reports on their log of management calling. We went to the 24th precinct. No reports on their log of them being sent out to the management office. So they lied on her. Wow. All to try to get her put out because they said her behavior was conduct unbecoming of a NYCHA tenant. And it breached her lease. I got, Cynthia, I got an interesting question. And I'm going to ask this kind of around the table because I'm, I'm kind of curious about something that I, I want to know. In the management mm-hmm. office, right? I'm just going to yep. shoot this out there. It's kind of a wild thought. Yeah. What is or are the nationality of the people working in the management office? 
Well, I'm gonna tell you the same thing about Queensbridge is that no, they're, they're people of color, and what's also that's surprised me yes. is some yeah. of them living nicer themselves. Okay. So I'm like, you live yeah. nicer, and, and, and you and this is what's going on, and you're allowing Told and you're you being I a party to this. Job, I would have been in there. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, yeah. I just wanted to shoot that out there because I'm oh, yeah. kind of curious. No. I'm like, yeah. isn't it? Black people that are working. Black and yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Black and yeah. Spanish Manager? are the majority yeah. of your management. Right. So 100%. How, are you, how are you not part of this cause? Yeah. yeah. We technically, right. they're you not. Know, they you want to keep it funky, right? That is us taking care of us technically. Right. Yeah. You at the helm. You right there. You. I, I get it. You might have a boss. I get those things. But you are right there on a day to day basis. And as a, as a, African American as a as a Black American, you not right, taking care of your own people, right? Because you have not a, you only have a, do they not, but they ignore us. President, any president that goes against the norm, and believe me, I go against it every day. They don't. They block us on our phone. They don't want to answer us. They don't want to answer our emails. But then when I jump over your head to your superiors, then you catch an attitude. Right. Well, then work with us. Because right. at the end of the day, I tell everybody in management, you guys come and go. We stay. That's right. Yeah. We don't go anywhere. We're yeah. here. We're and not budget. This is a promotion sense. for you. This is our apartment for us. This is our livelihood. Yeah, and, and we don't deserve to be treated like third-class citizens. Yeah, wow. and there does seem to be a lot of turnover with management at NYCHA Development. Yeah, yeah. in Queensbridge, they say they got a whole new group. Yeah. A whole new whole new manager, housing assistant. You know, the passings were terrible. But from what we've seen, they are just as bad. You know, so you change, but really nothing's changed. You know, and it's, it's terrible. But it's funny because in the in two years, Wise has that. changed six times. We've changed management six times in two years. Every four to six months, we get a new manager and a new superintendent. Why? Because this development is very political. So you come from places of, you know, the South Bronx, where you're used to nobody not reporting to anyone. Mm. And you come down here and we don't let you get away with it. Right. We're gonna go to our electives right. and we're gonna make them fight letters. for us. And That's they right. can't handle it because mm. they're not used to people calling them out. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't stand it. They wanna come here and be, listen, we have one manager spent more time at Blockheads down the street than she did in the <laughs> office. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Wow. Well, wow. you know, one way to stop tenants from coming into the office and, you know, having to be upset and, you know, being put in a position of having to get these letters is to actually provide them with services. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you mm -hmm. were proactive about doing what it is you need to do, you wouldn't have anything to do all day. That's right. Like, That's you right. know, get. I think that they don't have any real plans in place as to, listen, normally when they, when they do the... Um, Normally yeah. when they do the annual recertification, at least I know when I used to live there, they used to come to the apartment and they used to look at everything and see what needed mm -hmm. to be repaired and what needed oh, service. I mean, they should still be using that, not to just certify and see if you're making more money, if they can get more money. That's what it's about. Right? Um, let's see that's what you it. need to do that's in this apartment. 
you know, there was a pro- there was a process where you know all of the kitchens would be changed mm-hmm. out in a certain time. Oh, yeah. All of the bathrooms Paint, would be changed out at a certain years. time. Not like anymore. every year, you used to get yeah. Every three, three years, years, you used Paint to get jobs. your apartment mm-hmm. painted. Like it's Clockwork. it has to go back to being proactive, and then you don't have yep. to have all of these conversations. And the people of color who are working there in nature. We have to change our mindsets, too, because we don't want it to be a situation where we just, when we're okay, it's okay, right? right. And we forget about everybody else right. that's affected, it, it, right? And sometimes that happens, you know? Like, we get in these positions, and we see everything that's going on around us, and we see other people, suffering. you know, suffering, and we won't say anything because, hey, my apartment is good. But no, to mm-hmm. the extent that we're not all okay, none of us are okay. okay. Yeah. That's right. It comes That's back right. to systemic racism again. I'm going to point it out. I have a resident. Yep. I won't say in, in a building which building it is because I'm in either Holmes or Isaacs. They're on life parole, and they get an inspection every year they come to the apartment. Hmm. Why? Because they're on life parole. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't come to my yep. house. They don't come to other people's house every year. Every year they're at this person's apartment wow. like clockwork so you say like parole like what do you what, what do you mean they on he's on parole yeah. for, on parole for life yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow. he's on parole for life incredible i just mm-hmm. want to big shout out to lafonda she as we were commenting about the conversation she said you know maybe the people working there don't fit you know it's not affecting them personally mm-hmm. so henceforth you know when, they don't. They don't care. There's yeah. no action. Yeah. When yeah. one so, suffer, we all suffer. Exactly. And, and you that's know. that's the unification yeah. part, right. isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think I made a statement. Um, let me just switch cameras. I think I made a statement the other day. I said the. I had a revelation. Right. I was watching the Jewish community, and um, I was going through Williamsburg, and I saw, for the first time, it struck me that the reason why they all wear exactly the same thing. Is because they are always constantly reminded that they are unified yeah. as one thought, right. one yeah. move, one right. motion. Right. And if one of them ain't all right, right. none of them is all, ain't all right. Exactly. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And I just, it was like, damn, that's why they do that. Like, they are always reminded that they are one people. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. everybody looks exactly the same. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I found it interesting. We have to come Cynthia. Together. Yeah. You still, listen, I'm going to give the mic to Rebecca. No. Because okay. I'm, I'm hitting a, I'm hitting that. 15 minute mark and I really want and, and Jocelyn, we can go Jocelyn, longer Jocelyn Jocelyn Jocelyn, 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 yeah. Jocelyn. Right, ah, I want to kill myself okay, <laughs> okay. Listen, it took me three weeks from. to get Sandra right it was <laughs> Sandra Coleman I called out Rebecca Lamort last week right, that right, probably right, watches right. in your head I'm, I'm still Sorry. stuck okay okay right. we got that Jocelyn she got a shout out again I need to give you the next 15 minutes I want you to talk about your platform and what you're running for mayor about and mm-hmm. what's going on and let's really get into it we did the NYCHA thing. We know where it's at. But now I think the people want to know in terms of policies, where do you stand, where are we going with this? Cynthia. See you next week. I'll see you next week. All right. Thank Cynthia you. Cynthia Tears in the house. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. I'll be in the chat. I All bet. Right. All right. Bye-bye. So I'm giving you the mic. It's on you. Here we go. Well, thank you so much. You know, um, as you mentioned, I am from NYCHA. I grew up in East New York in Pink Houses. And I decided to run for office because, you know, I I walked around the city and I saw all of these nice shiny buildings going up and I saw a 20% increase in homelessness. Right? I saw all of these small business owners trying to do business with the city of New York 
We're all investing in the city. The city spends $22 billion in the procurement of goods and services. And I saw them not getting opportunities. Or if they were getting opportunities, the city wasn't paying them. They're losing their homes. They're losing their businesses trying to do work with the city. I saw kids graduating from fifth grade and not being able to read. And, you know, seeing all of these things that are going on in the city, even if it doesn't affect me personally, I, I was just compelled to do something. So I decided to run for mayor because I believe that we have enough money in this city to create so many changes and for everybody to live well. And if we just had the right leadership in place, working together, things could be so different. So as mayor, what I want to do is that I want to reshift our priorities. I want us to make sure that everybody's basic needs are met first, that everybody has decent housing, employment, a job that will allow them to live and uh, create a stable household, a decent education for their children, that they have uh, adequate health care. If we can get our basic needs uh, met first, then we can discuss all of these other things that are going on, right? If, in the city of New York, we get a return on investment. When we invest $6 billion in policing, what kind of return on investment are we expecting? When we invest $11 billion in new jails, what is the return on investment that we are expecting? We have to utilize funds to create things that will allow people to live their best lives. Give them the resources that they need. Everybody wants to live well. I don't think, you know, I've gone around the city and I've spoken to people from all different diverse backgrounds. And there's nobody that I spoke with that said that they don't want people to have housing. There's nobody that I spoke with that said that they don't want people to have food on the table. And if we all want these things, then why don't people have them? We have to work together. And, you know, I've tried to, you know, do things in different ways. People ask about me advocate, advocating on behalf of other people. But, you know, sometimes you could do advocacy and that would be great. But I realized that you have to be able to change things from the inside out. You can't change things from the outside. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, kind of some, you know, regular political stuff, right? So in terms of the school system, are you saying that the school system needs to be reformed in terms of how things are working in the school system, in terms of the education of the kids? Oh, yes. I think we definitely need to reform the school system. And I think that in this moment, it showed us a lot of things. One, I was surprised that, you know, in New York City, um, one of the biggest cities in the world, that when a pandemic hit, we had never even tested a continuity plan as it relates to what would happen if kids couldn't go to school. Mm. Right? Yeah. The and first yeah, time we're testing home, this out is when it actually happens. So it goes back to what I said about having a government that is proactive for us. But in this moment and through all of the things that we've went through, this is the time for us to look at where we are, right? And you hear the governor and the mayor talking about reimagining this city. Look at all of the things that we've created and the things that are not working and do better, create better. The school system as it is right now is not working for our kids. You know, um, they agree. talk about no kids left behind, but sometimes hmm. those kids need to be left behind. And we can't have a stigma around that, yeah. right? Give kids the time that they need to learn in the way that they learn. And stop thinking that everything is one size fits all. 
If we go around this table right now and I ask everybody what their favorite color is, I'm sure everybody have a different answer. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to school, we want kids to go there and we want them all to learn the same way. We want... Exactly, cookie cutter. cutter. Yeah, Yeah, we want them all to learn the same way. We want them all to do the same thing the same time. And we never figure out what it is they're interested in. I'm going to shoot this out there because I have you at the table. Once you become mayor, right? Because that's going to happen, right? And first of all, I need Mm. you on speed dial because I got a lot of ideas. Like Cynthia? Yes, (laughs) like Cynthia on speed dial. I need Mayor Jocelyn on speed dial, right? And this is what I think about um, about the school system. I think it's... Number one, you're right. It's not one size fits all. And I think it's a very dated system that's going on. And I got to tell you something, because this isn't a radical thought, because this is what other communities do, right, outside of the city and inside the city. First of all, we don't prepare our kids for life. Exactly. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. They never taught me how to balance a checkbook. Mm-hmm. They never taught me anything about credit. They didn't tell me mm-hmm. how to manipulate credit, what the credit card was, mm-hmm. all these things. That's right. So if you, if I am financially illiterate, mm-hmm. once again, brings us back to economic empowerment, right? That's right. I can't be empowered economically if I am economically illiterate. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So from the time you hit the ninth grade or the fifth grade or whatever... You should be getting a credit card. You should be taught how to manage money responsibly. Mm-hmm. Other communities, yeah. other people, they do this. That's, right. yeah. That's why they're so far ahead of the curve mm-hmm. when they become adults. Yeah. They, when I got 17, 18, I got a credit card. I was like, free money, I'm good. You know, <laughs> right. it was gravy. Right. I went off, you know. But I didn't understand. I had to get the money back. <laughs> and I didn't care about a credit score. And, you know, I didn't care. You know, and these are the things yeah. that no, you didn't we, know. I didn't exactly. know. But we need to. Put these things in the schools. Also, if you want to have entrepreneurs, mm. then you got to teach that in the school too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There should be a class that these kids manage a business. Mm. I don't care what the business is. Yes, go ahead, yeah. Joshua. And you know, the thing about it is back in the days when I was younger, I remember when we were younger, we used to have a little bank book. And they used to take us to the bank to put, like, our little sure. 10 cents about that in our bank show. account and stuff. You know, we had home economics. Mm-hmm. We had carpentry classes. Yeah. We had different things. Shop, and yeah. right now, yeah, we, <laughs> when kids come out of school, they should be productive enough to be able to be purposeful adults. That's what we have to be able to create. We, the system is outdated. We have kids in school all day learning some things that they could just Google now. We got to be working within what makes sense in 2020, right? And what are we going to be able to get them excited about, right? Right. If you want kids to really learn and pay attention, they have to be excited. A lot of this stuff isn't exciting. And it's not to say that it's not important, but they're smart enough to know that some of the stuff we're teaching them is irrelevant to life. Correct. My kids tell me that all the time. My son just graduated, and he's like, half the things he learned in school, he's not going to use at all. Right. It's going to have no benefit. And I want to also add, you got to be able to fire bad teachers. I used to right. be an organizer for Students First. Big shout out to Students First. Right. And it was we found out it was just so difficult to get rid of a bad teacher. No matter what the teacher did, right. there's right. teachers who were actually molested kids and they get put in a rubber room. Right. So you don't lose your job with, you a continue, with, a with a paycheck and you continue to move on with and move on and you can't get fired. So right. the union has way more control over education because they protect bad teachers. And studies were showing mm-hmm. that if you have a bad teacher two years in a row, you're on your way backwards now. You know, yeah. So why can't we get rid of 
bad teachers. Yeah. Right, right. We got, and we have to rethink how we operate as a society because it's interesting that you say that because that correlates also to bad police officers, right? right? Yeah. Why do we keep protecting that, mm-hmm. right? And the unions have to look at themselves because to the extent that you have one person in your organization that is bad is a reflection on the whole union. Right, so we shouldn't want to have any bad teachers. We have people who are in positions that are impacting other people's lives, whether it be citizens on the street they're supposed to be protecting, or whether it's children, and we keep giving them more chances than we'll give everyone else. That's right. Yeah, culture. And and the problem with a bad police officer, really, right, is that's a that's a community life threat. That's right. If you are a bad police officer, let's let's define bad. Right, you're talking about a police officer that is violent, right? Mm-hmm. A police officer that kills, right. a police officer that is scared to be in the community that they're patrolling because they lived on Long Island all That's their right. life, right? right? And were never uh, integrated or, or or dealt with black people, mm-hmm. right? And that's a big problem. It, so I mean, that is a bad police officer. Right, right. So if you have that going on, and, and, and the police officer's track record is showing time and time again mm-hmm. that he's a repeat offender, yeah, we need to get union. Why are you protecting him? That's right. Mm-hmm. Why are you protecting him? Corrupt- so how yeah. are you going to deal with Corruption. the unions as mayor? Here we go. Well, yeah, you know, um, we have to, as it relates to the police department, I want to reimagine the police department. Instead of NYPD, I want it to be the New York Safety Department or Mm. New York Safety and Peace Department. Wow. Right? Because if you look up policing, it's to uh, enforce the law. Right? If you look up safety, it's to keep people out of danger. So let's reimagine in this moment, in this pandemic, we'll all, you know, have time on our hands. We're reimagining everything. Let's reimagine everything. And let's reimagine how uh, safety looks in this city. So, and I want the unions to be able to be held accountable. I think it's very important also that the officers do uh, live in the city of New York, if you're living here. It's very important. But I also understand that that requires that they be paid a decent wage as well, mm-hmm. right, so that they could afford to live into the, in this city. So I want to be able to reimagine how we police. I want us to have more training, more community-based policing, because there's work that needs to be done on the communities and as well. And we got to look at not just what we're policing, not just how we're policing, but what we're policing as well, right? Things like the situation that happened with Eric Gardner. Mm -hmm. Was it that serious that he's selling cigarettes? Right. Like, I get it. Laws need to be enforced. But I expect police officers to have critical thinking and discernment in how to handle situations. Right. That's not a life and death situation we're talking about. Right. So we have to think about all of those things and, you know, implement policies and procedures and things that work for us. Mm. Listen, as a just as as a human being, as a woman, as a mother, I look around at certain things and I say, listen. God created heaven and earth. He created the oceans, the flowers that we don't smell enough. And I say this all the time. We created everything else that is going on in this city, state, and country that isn't working for us. Why are we not changing it? That's right. Why are we not changing it? If it's not working for us, guess what? We can change it. But, you know, sometimes... We have created laws to legally make us inactive, Mm. to legally make us not do anything, tie our hands. 
You know, we we have that going on right now with the absentee ballot, right? They don't yeah. want to count all of those ballots. Mm. They gave the ballots out. They told you not to go to, to, to the polls. They gave all the ballots out. They knew the postal system. It was an issue because, you know, of everything that's going on with the pandemic. And then now they don't want to count your vote. They say, well, legally, if it's not postmark, well, so by law, you're going to, you know, cheat people out of their vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to look at the situation that we're in the, in, in this moment and apply critical thinking. Right. Just because right. something has been law, you know, at one time it was legal to own slaves. <laughs> right. 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 You want to keep that going? I'm right. just, like, Almost know, sounds yeah. like they do, but that's talk. another question for another day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the laws are not working for the people, mm-hmm. if the government is not working for the people, then it's time for it to change because that's why we pay into the government system. That's why we all agree to be in line with what the policies and procedures are, but we they need to work for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's why I'm running, because I want things that are going to work for us. I don't want us to have to sit back and say that we have to accept so many things that don't make sense just because it's legal. Right, right, right. That's right. And we do accept things because, oh, it's legal. Well, just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Exactly. Right. It doesn't <laughs> mean that it makes sense. Doesn't we have to use sense. common sense. Yeah, you 100%. Right. So I, w- I would like to talk about the, uh, as a health care provider, I'm a health care provider, right? I'm an EMT slash paramedic and uh, American Heart Association CPR instructor. How would you, or how do you feel about the healthcare system here in New York City, particularly? Like, how do you feel, what's your, what's your take on that, on the system? Does it work? I mean, we got a lot of bad hospitals. I mean, like, how, how do you feel? That's what I wanna know. Yeah, um, we had, listen, this city is wroth with things that just need to be fixed. Um, I think, the healthcare system really needs to have some changes made to it. I think that, you know, a lot of hospitals closed because they weren't yeah. getting the monies that they need. Um, so now we have all of these urgent care places that we tell people to go to. And, you know, for me, I think that even when you look at certain things as it relates to healthcare, wouldn't it be great if we had a system, we had a, a, a network of doctors that it was everybody can go and get a checkup regardless once a year sure why not regardless of what your system is once a year you get a check you know what that's how we keep in this time easy that's how we keep people healthy right right. that's kind of it's once a year everybody has to get a check once a year that's that's actually you know what that is actually the simplest fix i think i've ever heard and it makes sense yeah yeah once a year mandatory you got to get checked out once a year just to make sure you're cool sure exactly that, that would help us a lot with people being able to catch things that, you know, might be going on with them early. Um, but you have the healthcare system that a lot of people are not even able to, you know, obtain healthcare. I know, you know, people that in order for them to have healthcare, they have to pay like $600 a month. And then it's like a 18, 12 or $18,000 deductible. So before the health key even kicks in, you've already doled out like 20 something thousand dollars when opposed to I could just go to a doctor and pay him a couple of hundred dollars and get a checkup. Sure. So what's the incentive to even have health care? We have to create a health care system that makes sense. We have created so many things that just aren't, you know, we have people that I feel like are out of touch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You're out of touch with really what's going on. People... Listen, 
give me a plan that I could pay into $100 a month. I go and get an annual checkup and that's it and, and call it a day. And if I need anything else, then we'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll jump that hurdle. Right. We'll cross that bridge. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Just a checkup. We, yeah, there's people we, that are going around years uh-huh. that ain't had a checkup. Physical. Right. Yeah. A physical. A physical. Yeah, physical just physical, go right. get a physical. Yeah. You might get a physical for your job if right. you rock the MTA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mandatory stuff like that. Right. But you know what? If that was the platform the to just start that ball moving, right. I'm down with that. Yeah. Like every every year, everybody mandatory checkup. Yeah. That makes sense. Simple solutions. Yeah, I simple never heard solutions. no politician just I've say never heard simply I've as never simple heard as that. That. Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It's about our vitality. That's right. what she cares about. Yeah. Right. You know? Really. Yeah. That was a great answer. Because the thing is is that it's different when we've we've looked at people and we've elected people based upon their political experience. But if people don't have your life experience, if they haven't gone through the things that you've gone through, your perspective is different. Right. right? I just want to tell you something. How, how you, you, see, you just heated up the chat room, right? So Floor Clemente was like, amen. And then we got, absolutely. Right? We got that going on. So they, they're agreeing with what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to give you a quick Was there a hallelujah update. in there? Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you know Reverend Sandrea, she's going to give you a hallelujah. <laughs> Shout out to, to Bevis, my Lafayette College um, uh, friend, as well as uh, Tylon Washington, great music producer that right, I knew from back in the awesome. day. And I think it was Breford. No, it's Bavis. Oh, oh Bavis. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yeah, a phenomenal know. artist, too. I mean, wow. one, a phenomenal, okay. incredible artist. Yeah. So, um, I like that answer because that's a good answer. And what I've seen in the healthcare system from the inside, now I'm just, mm. the, and I just want to be clear because I know how people get. What I'm saying uh, have, have, have no bearing on what Jocelyn is running for. I'm just saying how I feel about something. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how they do you. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying? they're like, "Oh, you're connected with that guy that said some radical stuff." You right? Know? No, that's not what's happening. I'm simply voicing my opinion as an American. And what I tend to find out is hospitals like Lincoln, Bronx, right? Um, uh, what's the one out here in Brooklyn? Interface. Interface. Oh God. Um, Brookdale. Woodhall. Woodhall. Oh God. Right. <laughs> All bad hospitals Terrible. in our neighborhood. Now. I'm going to give you some insight on something that I know, all right? And, and I'm going to sort of ask sort of a joke, right? What do you call a doctor, right, that gets an A-plus in school or a C-minus? What do you call him? A doctor. Exactly. Right. He's still a right. doctor, right. right? That's right. it, right? So guess what they do? They give us all the C-minus doctors, mm. right, in all the better neighborhoods. They give the A-plus. Right. They go to LIJ and so on and so forth. And let me show you how crazy this process is just to give you all some insight. Here's how it works. When you get out of medical school, you do not get a job off the cuff. That's not how it works. What happens is you do what they call matching, right? So when you're matching, you apply to different hospitals, and whatever hospital picks you up, that's where you match at. Mm -hmm. Now, LIJ matches A-plus students. Interfaith, C-minus. I never knew that. (laughs) Yeah, this this is actually how it works, Mm -hmm. right? So the, 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 the doctors... That, that 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 go to our hood are not the eight top doctors unless for some reason they didn't match. Yeah. Also salary difference? No. No. Okay. It's not even really a salary difference. They're still basically getting the same thing or what's going on. But it's what it is is that they the top doctors go to the great hospitals, the sucky doctors go to these hospitals. Like and a dra- I'm talking like a draft. Right. And then mm-hmm. and then also here's what happens, right? If 
the, the LIJs and the Mount Sinai's, they don't really hire people that didn't go to medical school in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. You can go to medical school in any, in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. You can go to medical school. Right. You can go south of Mexico. You can go anywhere in the world to medical school. But it doesn't mean you went to a great medical school. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the hospitals um, that take these people from these subpar medical schools end up in our hospitals. That's institutional racism. It's, and that's why our hospitals suck. Yep. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. I'm watching this happen from the inside out because I'm the one that that does the speech, the welcoming speech to the residents at Interfaith oh. every year. That I'm not even talking off the, off, the, off right. my cap. I'm right. telling you from the inside out. Right. I'm the one that gives the speech. And the first thing I say to him, I say, listen, here's the deal. I know that Interfaith was not your first choice. I know that. I know that these other hospitals just didn't take you, you didn't match, and you got to understand something. If they don't match... You don't got a job for a year. You got to wait a whole nother year, and that's why you have doctors that be working at McDonald's or they go into research wow. or they go into other things because they didn't match. Wow. You got to wait a whole nother year for that cycle to come around for you to go back. And you came into this hospital, right? And they took you. I said, but let's tell, let's keep it funky. Here's the truth. I say it to him. I say, listen, what makes a hospital suck? You. The doctors, That's this right. is just a building. Don't get any bad habits here. Treat your patients with respect. Understand, it's a bad day for them too. Right, mm-hmm. right. right. And it can never be as bad as your day. Right. If you're not sure about something, don't just go and make a diagnosis. Speak to the nurses, because the nurses are the ones who actually run the hospitals, because they, 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 mm-hmm. they're there the longest. You know, right. doctors, they flow, once you do your intern, right, once you become a, a fourth year, Right, you move on to something else. The nurses, ten years, twenty years. Confide in your nurses if you're not sure about things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I started doing that three years ago, and the hospital itself just kind of improved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just from that little talk. Right. Yeah. But this is how we end up with the bad doctors. Yeah. I want to just make you all aware of that. That's very critical. Like, Interface know- should be shut down. Interface absorbed Brookdale is closing right. and not Kings County. It's one of those other ones over there. And they're becoming Brooklyn United. Okay. That's the new system. One Brooklyn Health or something. They, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they're becoming. Um, but, you know, even for those doctors, you could have been a C student, but what you have to understand is that you're, you're in this... You, you you have the opportunity to be the best of the worst. So no matter where it is that you started from, life is a continual learning process, right? We learn something every day. So it doesn't matter, you know, what it is that you came into it with. Continue to just try to improve and be the best that you can every day, right? And that's all that any of us could ask for, right? And it's sad because even given this pandemic right now, think about that. Right. We already put people who are at a disadvantage and now they have to continue to go to hospitals that are underserved and may not have the best, you know, facilities available, physicians and facilities available for them. So I would just encourage them to just try to continue to be the best of, you know, the C class. I graduated and it is what it is listen you gotta admire them for even Mm -hmm. going through it Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of that's hard it's a tough right so listen I will take a a 
I would. You, you know, know, take a C. Yeah. yeah. I, listen. <laughs> C but, plus. But, but be the best C you can be. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Don't be a but don't that's what continue to improve. Right. Continue to improve. Right. There's a pose to improve. Right. Right. Yes. But you got to remember, sometimes you're getting serviced by a resident. Right. And you don't mm-hmm. know the difference because they all wear white coats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's not necessarily an attending. Right. Right. Which is what you want. So just know who you are being serviced by when you go into these hospitals. And you should ask your doctor, are you a resident? Which they means you're an intern. Is, they usually or identify. Are you an attendant? Right. Okay. You're a resident, so you 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 fishing. You're learning. Right. Okay. I don't need you to learn on me right now. Right. You can kind of. I need your guy here. Right. <laughs> I need right. your guy. You can kind of tell though, because they got the clipboard and they're asking you a whole right. lot. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah they you gotta go like, man, I'm sick. Right. <laughs> Please. So I want to ask Jocelyn, how can people get involved in your campaign? How can they, Please, f- how can they invest yes. in your yes. campaign? How, how, can, how can people help you? What, 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 yes. um, so one of the things that I also want to say, especially because we're talking to NYCHA residents, is that I actually started this campaign, hashtag I am NYCHA. Because I want, um, and I want NYCHA residents, and even if you're not a NYCHA resident, to post a picture or post a video with the hashtag I am NYCHA and tag my campaign at Taylor for 2021. It's about stable housing, creating stable communities. So I want people to understand that regardless of whether you live in NYCHA or not, we are all affected by what happens to the NYCHA residents. Um, so that's one thing that I will ask people to do, but it's very important. This is a grassroots campaign, so I need as much support as possible. I need for people to uh, donate funds to the campaign. You can do so at my website at taylor42021.com. And also just to help me to spread the word by sharing all of my social media, go to my uh, social media pages at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at taylor42021.com. I mean, at taylor42021, taylor2021.com is the website. But um, please support. This is a grassroots effort, right? If we want to see change, we have to create the change that we want to see. And I think that we all want to do that. So this is a pivotal moment. Let's take advantage of it and try to do something different so we can get a different result. We can't keep electing the same people Doing the same things and expecting different results. Well, I, I am, I'm, I'm sold, Jack. Yeah, I'm old. I'm, I'm, I'm old. And I just want to thank Miss Taylor, Miss Taylor, for coming out to the Upper East Side vigil of the day last week. Yes, uh, we had a nice time. She was with us. She marched with us and Beautiful. everything. So mm-hmm. even in the rain, right? We yes. had some rain. Yes, I've had she a lot there. of rainy days. Yeah, she was yeah. with us and appreciate that. No, definitely. And they said that they're gonna do another potluck. I told mm-hmm. them next time, let me right. know right. ahead of time, and I'm gonna bring macaroni and cheese. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> I might have to have them switch the. Day. And she also <laughs> was out in Queensbridge mm-hmm. with um, Brother Sugar Ray. Myself and a bunch of other folks feeding wow. 150 people um, last well Friday in the rain. I actually know? saw that. Yeah, in yeah. the rain. She stood out there with um in I the rain and did it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to commend nice. that. A yeah. lot, a lot of, a lot of people running for office, or leaders, or however, would not do that. They just said it's raining. I'm gonna stay home. Right. But yeah. she showed up and it was amazing. It was great. So uh, night, your residents. I'm just gonna say this. First of all, you have one of your own that's running. That's two. And it, when you have a candidate that is one of your own, you need one of your own in the office. Right. Because then they understand what's going on with you. You want that right. to be from the inside out. I could not run against Jocelyn because I'm not one of your own. You right. know what I'm saying? I've never lived in NYCHA. 
I've always lived either in a private house or we were in a housing complex. But I I understand it enough, but I'm not an insider, baby. You know right. what I'm saying? We all know how to get to McDonald's and eat a burger, but you don't know how to make one. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And so right. that that's kind of the deal. Here you have you have somebody that is is this they is has grown up in NYCHA. So you wanna it's to your interest, to your right. best interest to help get candidate Jocelyn Taylor, right? You better right. get used to mm-hmm. that. Right? Candidate Jocelyn Taylor. Met, right? Mayor soon to, be, soon to be mayor. Jocelyn that's right. Taylor. That's right. Speaking in existence. Right. Speaking right. into existence. That's, right. that's what it's about. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. real talk. You speak those words and those mm-hmm. words happen. Come on, Reverend. So Come on, Reverend. We, so we get that going and she's going to be, she's going to be all right because she's one of us. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And that's the voice you want to, that's the voice you want representing you in 2021. And First I just want to stress also First somebody female. female that's that's big yes. and somebody that's is not beholden to yeah. real estate interests. And I just want to stress that because mm-hmm. most a lot of these politicians once they get the money from the real estate board in New York they're done. So a grassroots campaign right. for the people by the people right. is right. critical. And right. we, we have a, a candidate that that can do that. That's amazing. We need yep. to support that. Yeah. We got to support that. And on her site, it says no red, so she's not right. for privatization. Big, no. big. She's uh, definitely yeah. into generational wealth, yep. so she can teach. She was going to actually go around and help some of the churches, too, because they suffering, right. you know, with, with no heat, boilers broken and mm-hmm. stuff, but right. the pandemic. She did. Our team, they were going to go hit some places for me, but, you know, it happened. So, but we'll yeah. get back out yeah. there. We'll get back out there. Help the people, right? right? I think we needed that little bit of reset to right. make us take a step back and see right. how, you know, just how screwed up we were. Right. 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 right? right. It's brought to light a lot of the stuff that, you know, needed to be put out there in the right. forefront. Right. I want to ask a question. For sure. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Come on. Since this pandemic hit, I know a lot of people are running and looking, you know, to be elected in 2021 um, for different offices. How are you maneuvering through this pandemic? Because you can't be out like you, you know, would normally mm-hmm. be. How is it for you? Did you find it difficult or, or are you getting by? Like, explain that to us. Well, you know, um, once the pandemic hit, my campaign really shifted gears and we wanted to be a resource um, to people in the community for things that were happening. I also chair a nonprofit organization, New York City MWB Alliance. And one of the things we did through the alliance is that we did give uh, lunches to interfaith um, and we helped other people um, on the front lines who were, you know, doing service. Um, as a thank you to them. And we've just been trying to be a resource to the small business community, provide them with information. If you go on my website, we got together a ton, a list of various ways that people can get uh, things like food pantries, grants, whatever you need. So that's what we focused on. So, but it was challenging because during that time, you know, in order to run a campaign, you have to raise millions of dollars, Mm -hmm. especially if you're running for mayor. So it has been a little challenging, but you know, I always say what's for you comes to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know that I'm doing this for the right reason, but it was just really important to refocus. Mm -hmm. It was a little challenging because we were going out, we had plans to do things with you. We were going out to subway stations and different things, but you know, we adjusted. That's what you do. So I just want to say thank you too, because, and, and I didn't post it on social media, 
But Miss Taylor reached out to me. Now I'm calling you Miss Taylor out of respect because when you get in the office, I'm still gonna call you Miss Taylor. Like you know, we gonna mm-hmm. we gonna be there. But she asked for my address and she sent me masks. She sent me wow. gloves Beautiful. and she sent me alcohol wipes because she knew I was on the front lines and doing the work. So I want to just tell you personally on on this podcast, mm-hmm. thank you for that. You're I appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. And, I, and, you know, I do things, but a lot of times I do things and mm-hmm. I don't say anything about it because for me it's right. not for show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just do it because I feel like it's the right. right thing to do. Right. Well, I'm so. just going to tell you, I'm glad you do the right thing, <laughs> but... You better start blasting off all the good you do because you know you know because as soon as they try to get some dirt on you, they gonna blast yes. off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yes. want to make sure you got enough uh, uh, karma, good karma in the situation <laughs> that it, it don't affect you. But what I wanted to say because I wanted to give a little bit of clarity, um, where can we donate exactly to your thing? Because I'm gonna make a challenge. So I, I want you to tell us where can we donate. Um, you can donate to my campaign at Taylor for 2021.com. So there's a link there that says donate. Um, so please, you can go to my campaign. You could donate there. Awesome. Here's my challenge, y'all, right? Because from what I understand, there's 700,000 people in NYCHA, right? Mm-hmm. So my challenge to the NYCHA residents to show support, you need to go to that website. And I want each one of you in NYCHA to donate $2. Just donate $2 to right. the campaign. And that would Ten be on. the millions that could be raised. Ten now, on. if you want to yeah. do more, Ten you can on. do more. But you can go a minimum. If ten you want to do 10, you want to do 20, ten all good. Ten I ten say ten. Ten. 10. Let's yeah, go 10. Right. Let's go 10. Ten. Ten. 10. Yeah, and, you know, okay. when you're running campaigns, the reason why it is $10 is because there are certain requirements. It's so, so you know, those bucks. barriers ten. to entry. Mm-hmm. It used to be a dollar when Barack right. was running, right? Mm-hmm. And they people showed up. So then they changed it to $5. And now they've changed it to $10 being Inflation a Inflation on the election. Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. Inflation on the election. They're making it harder to raise money. That's different. That's the, okay, that's so you know what? Okay, everybody in NYCHA, let's do $10. Yeah, that's it. it. So that Jocelyn, <laughs> candidate Jocelyn, can reach her goal, right? Because we can do this from the inside out. Yep. We have to. We don't need this from outsiders. We can do this within our own construct, right? And that construct that they've used against us to create the monster, right, in the situation, the construct are these buildings and we live on top of each other, Let's use that That's right. to show that that didn't break us. We are more powerful. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to invest in this candidate. And I'm challenging you to the $10 challenge. Forget all that stupid ice bucket challenge and all that other foolishness <laughs> y'all yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Let's do something real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's That's do right. something real. Let's let's do the $10, all right? So I'll put help. that out there. Yep. You guys, y'all know, share it all over the planet. Right. Yes. Let everybody see it and whatever we can do. To really move your thing along, Jocelyn, you know, you are a friend of the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So anytime, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, I know we normally just go an hour. We've done about an hour and some change. Right. And it had to go over because it was right. that type of show. Right. Yeah. You know, Close hell, we had a show 
before the show. Right? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That seems to happen right, right, when right, he right. enters the room. Yeah. Yeah. ESP was like, yeah, ESP in the house. ESP is in the house. ESP is in, right? So it was a. It was a show before the show, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm sure it'll be a show after the show. I have a closing so, announcement. Closing announcement. announcement. Yes, please. Andrea Coleman, go. So next week, we will have civil rights advocate, Reverend Gregory Seal Livingston, be in the building with us, okay? Next week, it's confirmed. Dynamic it's speaker. I saw oh a little clip God. on Twitter, so you're going to be was, in tune Was he the guy that was like, yeah, 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 yeah. When I yeah. showed that, yeah. was, oh my yeah, he God. down July, July 4th. And, and he hails from Chicago, but oh. we got him now. He's been here since last year. Oh, yeah. man. And he has affiliation with Dr. Fulani. Yes, 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 yes. Fire. He's fire. This dude on that, I'm going to have to talk. Yeah, because he's gonna go. Oh right. yeah, he's, oh right. yeah. That guy. And his right. voice is like a mi uh, like a microphone in his throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah got it's that, oh, wow. Oh man, I, 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 I got an announcement I want to make too. Uh -huh. Yeah, go ahead. Let me on Thursday, on. I want to say again, ten twenty five, forty first Avenue at Jacob East at two o'clock on again. Thursday. Ten twenty five, forty first okay. Avenue, okay. two o'clock. Congresswoman um, Carolyn Maloney mm. will be out there. We're gonna have other NYCHA residents fighting back awesome. at that manager's office. And if you don't live in NYCHA or if you live in another development, come down anyway. Because when they see 20 or 30 or 40 or 100 people outside their office, they're gonna get nervous. And we mm -hmm. need that. So come on out, two o'clock Thursday, 1025 41st Avenue, and let's fight back. I would like for you to, um, because you're doing these things, right? I would like for you to film it one day. No, like, we are. We are. We got to text him. I don't care what you're filming on. If you do it on your phone right. or whatever it is, to so that we can broadcast that and they can see, right? You know, and we can infect the city with that. Right. Mm -hmm. You're gonna you film that, so, so we we we'll be able to show that. Yeah, if you show. just have it on your phone, right. and you film what's happening and showing the impact of what's going on, and just follow that story. That's cool. It doesn't have to be a great camera. It just needs to be a camera. Right. 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 You know, so that we can see it. So. um in Listen, my Upper East Side Vigil also. Hold on, wait, go ahead. Sorry. What'd you say, Sandra? The Upper East Side Vigil, I'm uh, leading it on Friday and Saturday coming this week. Um, Reverend Livingston will be our guest speaker that Saturday, 7 p.m. That's 86 and East End Avenue, uh, Carl Schultz Park. Um, I have gospel recording artists coming out on Friday evening, Johnny Stowers. Mm -hmm. And I'm nice. hoping that one of those nights... Your, your children can perform too. If not, nice. we'll book them for the next week. Okay, but I am know. part of the organizing and I'm about to shift a little things with what we're doing and help, you know, get it done in a in a really, really, really way that it needs well, to be done. What's that so. about? I'm just saying. This is the um, upper no, east side. No, 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 no. Now I'm mad at you. What? I'm salty. <laughs> you didn't ask me to perform. You didn't say <laughs> Shake what your mama gave you. Hold on. Wait, 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 is the camera still on us? Yes. Because I... Asked you to come out a, like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you didn't ask me to rock the mic. Oh, you wanted me to speak. No, I, we, whatever you want to do. It's, oh, oh okay. yeah, you could come out and do both. Come on, and you could do. Look, it's a safe place. Speak, speak. You know, come yeah, on, yeah, bring yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, bring it. I'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, rock is modest. You don't want to tell y'all who he is yeah. now. He's, he's, a, he's a celebrity. Yeah, Shake with your mama again. You gotta give it one time. Shake with your mama again, you. There it is. Y'all remember that? Oh, I just Lord. don't have time with that. Yeah. But, um, and yo, I get the going, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like my dad saw what she does. Yeah, yeah you know come, on, come on, come on. That's what you want. Shake with your mama game, yo! There it is. You heard, you heard it live or one night. It's a one-two team over here. Yeah, so we're going to sign off, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Any, 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 any closing statements, uh, Jocelyn? 
Uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself today on this show, and awesome. I, I plan on coming back. We'll have you yeah. back oh, for sure. Yeah. Whenever you this want has been to, amazing. to say something, we want to know the progress. We know yeah. how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I will definitely keep you guys abreast of how everything is going with the campaign, and thank you for the support. I hope that everybody that watches this will share this information, mm -hmm. and you know, let's do it. Yeah, Absolutely. let's create awesome. the change we want to see. Absolutely, yeah. we're stronger right. together. And on that note, I'm going out with the beat, y'all. <laughs> That's your music. Is it ours? This is cool. I hear some jazz, some jazz going on. Look at Stan. <laughs> well, I have heard this in a minute. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really am shocked. Yeah, I told you you going to like it, Stan. Yeah. <laughs>